This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. 36 minutes down, 12 remaining here at Harry Harvey Stadium in the Central League clash between the Royals of Upper Darby and the Tigers of Marple Newtown. The Royals are facing a fourth and three from Marple Newtown's 28-yard line. Field goal is out of, out of the question. The kicker is not clearly in his range. So here we go, Yvonne Thomas. Slot to the near side. McGee is back. He throws it over the middle. Nobody there. So another opportunity wasted for the Royals offense. So the Tigers will get it back. Well, it looked like the only person close to the ball was Samara Mode on the Marple Newtown defense. I think that was a blown... It appeared to me like it was a blown route. You're not supposed to have nobody around when you throw it. And McGee really wasn't under that much pressure to get rid of it. Well, he probably thought the receiver was going one way. He went up going... Right yeah, post. I think he just went, yeah, all right. Regardless, first and 10 at their own 28 for the Tigers. Just a hair under 12 minutes to go in the contest. Joey Pham, the lone wideout, split to the near side. Duffy, the one man in the backfield, right? Joe Vexo under center. He fixed the handoff and he's plowed under for a sack. Jeff Terrell was right there. He plowed forward over to Marple Newtown offensive line and was able to get to Vegzo for a big loss. You can see he was dying for that. It was like a lot of pent-up energy. He came up and he was dancing, celebrating the sack. Had a good game last week against Lower Marion. It was relatively silent this game until now. Sucking down and 14 from the 24. Loss of four on the play. Vexo once again under center. Joey Pham out. Ryan White in. Vexo fakes the handoff. He gives it over to the moat. He's across the 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, midfield, 45, 40. Finally dragged down from behind by Kamara. That looks like it's going to be a horse collar tackle. It was definitely a horse collar. He grabbed him from the back of the shoulder pads and dragged him down. We'll wait for the call by the head referee, but there's no doubt in my mind that was a horse collar. Yeah, it's the one thing we can definitely see because this is our side of the field here on the near sideline. Definitely a Roy Williams special. What a job by Motho getting downfield to the left side. Able to get a really big game from Marple Newtown. Blindingly deceptive speed there from Moat. We didn't see him much in the first half as you alluded to earlier, but he's getting some big carries here in the second half. Gets a defense, five-yard penalty, first down. Well, okay, so maybe the guy who's actually seeing the play as it is instead of from behind the play like we are saw that it was more a face mask. He grabbed him from behind around the front instead of just from behind on the neck. But regardless, it's a penalty in our favor. So it was a big game, turns into one that's even bigger. The ball is at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Tigers, 10.58 remaining in the contest. They have an 18-point deficit. Vigso under center. Takes his reps. Diaguardi is in motion. He's got it. Across the 30. Dragged down shy of the 25. Diaguardi was able to break the first tackle, but then he was finally brought down by number two, Amara Kamara. Modest gain of two. So second down and eight. At the 28-yard line. Now let's see if the Tigers coaching staff has a little bit more of an effective game plan for finishing it off. And let's see if the guys can bear down here. 
Three scores to go with one quarter. Vexo under center. Diaguardi in his blocking back. Two-man backfield. Vexo hands it off to Duffy. He's knocked out behind the line of scrimmage by Craig Pettit. And Craig Pettit was in the backfield from the beginning of the play. And Ryan Duffy had no shot on that play. Yeah, but nonetheless, with Duffy's deceptive speed, he was trying to shift his upper body away from the tackle, but Pettit got his ankle, dragged him down, so third and long. They say no gain on the play, so it will be third and eight. Yet another test of metal for the Tigers' offense. Let's see what they have cooking up their sleeves. Billy Weaverling is a blocking back. Guardian is a blocking back. Duffy, the lone setback. Now White drops back. Vexo under center. He rolls to his left. He's got a man downfield. Overthrown and almost intercepted by Harrison. Is that Harrison? Nope. Kabah. In and out of his hands. As once again, you don't expect the ball to come right at you for that play. Well, there were three men in coverage on that play for Upper Darby. And they didn't really give Ryan White any shot on that play downfield. I'm sorry, Mario Diaguardi was the intended receiver there. Fourth and eight from the 28. You pretty much have to go for it now. I saw a flea flicker earlier. Diaguardi has quite an arm. He just needs to know that he's not under a rush and he has a little bit more time. That was his problem on that play. It was a decently thrown ball. Vexo under center again. He's back. He's rolling to his right. He's got a man over coverage. And out of his hands. Ryan White was down the right side of the field, the far side. But he was just unable to get the pass yeah. by Joe Vegza. I don't know. It was close to being a push. But incomplete. Once again, another opportunity goes by the wayside for the Tigers offense. We have 9.15 to go fourth quarter. And once again, the Tigers defense... Has to come up strongly. That is where the defense is going to have to pick up the offense for that last play. It's all about picking up your teammates. If the defense doesn't make a great, good stop here in the next couple of minutes, we'll have to close the book on this game. From the 28. Two-man backfield. Townsend. Split to the near side. Harrison in motion. Handoff goes up the middle to Winpy. He gets very little back to the line of scrimmage at all. Yeah, Brian Kelly was right there on that play. He was able to play out thrill and make sure that Winpy did not get any yards in that play. Generously, they give him one on the play, so it's second down and long. 8.42 to go, fourth quarter. Marco Newtown facing an 18-point deficit. They have yet to score. McGee this time audibling. Sees something in the defense he doesn't like, so he will take a timeout. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. 
Back to Harry Harvey Stadium, 8-28 remaining, fourth quarter, 18-0. Royals lead, uh, last play. Quarterback Mike McGee saw something in the defensive alignment of the Tigers he didn't like. He tried to audible for a couple seconds, but sensing that his time was short, he decided to halt things for a second and regroup. So it will be second down and nine from Upper Darby's 29-yard line. Two wide receivers this time. Thomas wide and Townsend to the near side. McGee is dropping back. He's over the middle. It is complete to Fred Thorpe at the 40. He's across the 45 and near midfield. Upper Darby slined up with two men in the backfield. Looked like they might try a run there. And then Mike McGee just took the pass, and took the ball, and passed it way downfield. Big game. Simple rollout, frozen rope. Exactly how you draw it up, and a couple yards after the catch, cannot hurt. So the Royals are humming first and 10 at their own 49 yard line. 8.03 to go. Fourth quarter. Two man backfield once again. McGee has it. He gives to Kamara. He goes off tackle across midfield and dragged down shy of the 45. And Christian Whiteside was right there for that cycle. He was able to drag the ball carrier down. Might be too little too late. Gain of generously five on the plate. The Royals need to get to the 41. The ball is spotted at the 46 and a quarter. Just inside the near hash mark here. Same set, Thorpe wide. And Townsend near. Two-man backfield is Kamara. Straight give off to Kamara. He's got the first down across the 40. 35-30-25. Breaks a tackle. 15-10. Cuts back to the inside. And he's in for the touchdown. So Kamara might have put the nail in the coffin here with his hat-trick touchdown of the game. 24-0 upper Derby. Kamara yet another big game for a touchdown. He was able to elude Samara Mota and Joey Pham en route to the end zone. Not looking too good for Harper Newton. You know, I understand you know, you're happy you have three touchdowns there, but I think Kamara's going a little bit above and beyond a guy who's just breaking a tackle. It did look like he was high-stepping. And, I, you know, I didn't think it was anything the first time. Actually, the second time he scored, but he was kind of high-stepping it. He did it that time. The extra point, though, is up and good for this time. So it's 7 or 7 to go, fourth quarter, 25 nothing up for Darby, and the change of possession will take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont. 
right in front of Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. only. Back to Harvey Stadium, and the kickoff is away. It's a low scrubber hitting the turf around the 40. Marple Newtown player dives for it, so does upper Derby players. We'll see who came up with it, who touched it. Another interesting gambit. That's really pouring salt in the wound. You're up by 25, and you're going to do not an onside kick, but a squib kick for possession. Ball is spotted on Marble Newtown's 33-yard line. And they send Carly Wimpy for Robert Darley. He was able to come up with the fumble. So there we go. I don't know what, what uh, the Tigers really did to upset Upper Darby, but yeah, this is really uh, unbecoming, I think. And we were making the point before the, the uh, kick was made that looks like Camaro was doing a little high step. It was very unnecessary, especially if you're up by 18 and about to make it up by 24. And now you had the squib kick, which turned into a change of possession again. So a 7-2 remaining in this contest for Darby. Going back for more. There's a handoff off tackle. Taking it across the 30 and down to the 25 is Wimpy. Hey, Ryan Schoenberger made a nice stop on that play for Marple Newtown. And for the first time in the contest, number 11, Andre Henry, gets a rep. He was the wide out split to the near side this time. Gain of eight. Ball spotted on the 25. Second down and short for the Royals. Looking to basically put the coitus on this game. Henry once again the wide out to the near side. McGee under center. And off the wind P. But he's sealed off. He was lucky to get past the 25, but no further. Close to that first down, but it's not going to be a measurement. It's going to be third down and one. Samara Boat made the stop on that play for Marple Newton. Showing those ball hawking skills, if a little too late. Eastern Whiteside checks out. Ken Smith, number 75, checks back in. Henry this time split to the far side. McGee under center. Number 81, Paul Edwards to the near side. It's a rush up the middle. Again, close to the first down. We'll see who gets it. That was Wimpy again. Brian Kelly made the stop there. And without the benefit of a pulling of the chains, it is called a first down. Timeout. Upper Darby. So that will take a quick break. 519 left in the contest. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Five nineteen to go, fourth quarter. Marple Newtown football facing a 25-0 deficit and facing a hard-charging Royals offense. Not much else to say. It's pretty much as simple as that. 
Their backs are against the wall, and they need a defensive stop. And just about three wings and a prayer. One big headline for this game is going to be that Jamie Ridinger is not the quarterback right now for Marple Newtown. It's been Joe Vegas the last couple drives. We saw last week Ridinger was able to pull out a big first down gain on a run against Pancrest, but he's not under center anymore. We'll see if Joe Vegas might be the starter next week, but looks like he will be for the rest of the game. Well, you see, you know, dehydration is starting to take over down there. It's brutally hot still deep into the night in this game. And there's a little bit of a cool breeze kind of swirling around, but it's not enough, certainly not enough to cool us here, and we are looking through open windows. I can tell you what it's, what it's like. I would not want to be down in the trenches. As number 18 is under center for Upper Darby. Number 32, who is also a mystery man. First and 10, he will get about a yard shy of the 15. Uh, let's see if they spot it. 16 yard line. Well, it looks like what Upper Darby's doing now is resting their key players with a comfortable lead and trying to see what they can get out of their backup players. And then all you need is to run out the clock, basically. There's no need for any flash. No need for any injuries either. Paul Edwards. Back in the game, slot to the near side. Hand off to number 32 for Upper Darby. He gets across the 15, close to the first down, so we'll see where they spot this one. Four and a half to go, fourth quarter, as they begin slowly filing out of Harvey Stadium. And the Tigers, just despite best efforts, didn't have it tonight. Time, sadly, is not their friend at this juncture, as the clock is just melting away. Upper Darby in again. It's his quick pitch out to number 32. He tries to get to the outside. I don't know. I don't know. It was to, to the far side. I don't know if he got across the 15. He needed to get to the 13 and a half. And Ryan Schellenberger made the play there. It looks like no game for Upper Darby. There's a game of a yard, but... Not even not a yard that could be considered close for a uh, for a measurement. Three and a half to go, fourth quarter. Fourth and one from the 14-yard line. Billington Zaza in motion. He gets the handoff, and he's got the first down. And Schulenberger was there again on the stop, but it was not in time. And Upper Darby's got a first down late in this game into the Marple Newtown end zone. Legal procedure on the offense. Well, there we go. That uh, paints a different picture. I didn't see the flag there. No, it was probably buried on the far sideline. Certainly nothing uh, that we could see. So it looks like it'll be fourth and six from the 19-20 yard line. Twenty. Well, nonetheless, Upper Darby will go for it. It was back in slot to the far side. It's a handoff. Number thirty-two has it, and he picked up the first down quite easily across the fifteen down to the thirteen. 
And Brian Kelly's having a pretty good fourth quarter here from Harper Newtown, having a lot of key tackles. It's a gain of seven for Upper Darby. Exactly, though. Upper Darby's gaining yards on these tackles. It's not really helping Marple too much here. Clock ticks away inside three minutes. 2.51 remaining. Upper Darby in full control of things here. Under center is Upper Darby once again. A handoff to number 32. He gets maybe a yard, but at this point it's all academic. As long as Upper Darby can control this football, Marple Newtown's, if they get it back, they're not going to get it back with any time, anything close to enough time to put up more than one score. Second down and eight. Two oh five to play, fourth quarter. One split wide to the far side. Hand off, but stuffed behind the line of scrimmage, number thirty-two. He had designs on making it to the ten-yard line, but is rudely driven back to the fifteen. And Sean Berger once again on the tackle there from Marple Newtown. He's starting to pile up the tackles now. It's good to see the tackle. defense though is uh, still at this point bending but not breaking. At the time when Upper Derby really could be uh, putting the screws to them. Because the second string guys on the Royals have been moving the ball just as well here in the late going. Third down and nine from the 12. Direct handoff up the middle. Maybe one or two yards generously. Number 25, Redeen Thompson. On the carry. First time we've heard his name. And like TJ Fight was able to trip him up. Uh, undersized junior is Thompson. Listed as five foot six, one fifty five. And if that's that's the case then Well, I probably should have suited up because Dave in my day I was uh about five nine, generously one seventy, it's just there's no muscle. Could have been a kicker. Once again, handoff off tackle on fourth down. And Upper Darby goes nowhere, so we'll have a change of possession as the clock goes in shot of 45 seconds to play. As Upper Darby's trying to see if they can go out on the field for the celebration, not quite yet. As we have 37.5 seconds to go, only time for a handful of plays for Marple Newtown, backed up at its own 11-yard line. First and ten for Marple Newtown now. Two-man backfield. Roninger in. It is a handoff. Off tackle. We've got Cimarron Moat. Across the 10. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Still on his feet. Dragged down at the 40. And there's a penalty flag after the play. Number 56 for Upper Darby in on that tackle. But again, something was done late. I don't know why there should be that much frustration. You're up by 25. At least, you know, tackle somebody cleanly. Maybe it's out of excitement. Yeah, sure, but you only have 35 seconds left. Why don't you hold your excitement for the end of the game and the bus ride back? Personal foul. 15-yard face mask. Defense. First down. So Again, there's really no reason for that either side. 
on a 15-yard variety that means he's dragged into the ground with the face mask, and that's completely unnecessary at this stature of the game. Especially with the size difference between the offending party and Moat. Moat's not a guy you really want to have a vendetta against. So it is first and ten now. Ball all the way to the Royals' 39-yard line, 27 seconds left. Ranger runner center, Duffy behind him. Mario Diaguardi in motion. Diaguardi's got it. Trying to find a lane. He's got it across the 40, across the 35. Hit and tackled, and let's see, they call him out of bounds. Clay is whistled dead. He did manage to get out of bounds. We have nine seconds left. Timer. Hold the clock for two seconds. Should be 11 seconds on the clock. Well, uh, we are sufficiently chastised up in the booth by the Zebras. Not like two seconds is really going to make any difference at this point. I saw nothing wrong with the way that was operated. Nonetheless, this will be the final play of the contest, 25-0 Upper Derby. So it's back to the drawing board. Former Upper Newtown about to go to 2-2 two two on the season. 1-2 and two in the Central League. Well, Dave, this is not the thing you want to see. Heading into a big-time matchup on the road at Garnet Valley. Marple. One good thing we're seeing out of this, though, here in the second half, Samara Mode is getting the ball a lot more. And it seems like every time he touches the ball, he brings it for a 10, 15, 20-yard gain. So we'll just see if they incorporate that into the gameplay next year. It's just a shame he wasn't included in the first half. Because he is a ball mover anytime he touches the ball. And then after Garnet Valley, Strathaven on the horizon two weeks hence in Wallingford. <laughs> Not the kind of thing you want to see with a losing record in the conference. Although you're still sitting in the Kentbird seat even at 2-2. Two and two. Final snap of the game. Ranger rolls out. He's going downfield. He has a man in the end zone. White. He's there. He fell down with it. On the final play of the game, he was denied. It looked like he might have gotten a foot in there, Dave. But no matter. Time has expired. The final score, Upper Derby 25, Marple Newtown 0. We'll be back with the wrap-up. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high-def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. Back at Harry Harvey Stadium, the final score, Upper Derby 25, Marple Newtown 0. Good night. The story of the game, plain and simple, Dave Amara Kamara and his emergence 
as the game wore on, scoring a trio of touchdowns, basically to lead his team to victory. Well, three of the touchdowns were more than 40 yards in stature. And he... Well over 100 yards, obviously. One of them was a 64-yard touchdown, so I believe he made it close to, if not over 100, just in his three runs. I'm sure he did. He had a lot of big gains other than touchdowns as well, trying to get down the field for Upper Darby. Marple Newtown was just unable to contain him, uh, just as Laura Marion was unable to contain the whole team last week. So, running the gauntlet for Marple Newtown coming up, they finished their homestand. One and two losses to Springfield and Upper Darby. The victory over Pencrest leaves them at two and two. As we mentioned before, Friday, October 1st at Garnet Valley. Friday, October 8th at Strathaven. And then Friday, October 15th, the end of the torture portion of this schedule. Right back here at Harry Harvey Stadium against Ridley High School. And let's hope they can use the lessons of the Springfield loss and particularly this loss to move forward because they will need it. And once again, what is shaping up to be an ultra-competitive Central League. So there you have it, the final score once again. Upper Derby, 25, Marple Newtown, nothing. And you can read more about this game and coverage of the entire 2010 season provided by Josh Kippel on IamTheTigersBlog.com. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Garnet Valley High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Josh Kippel and Dave Feldman of the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. And Eye of the Tigers blog. Eye of the Tigers blog. com. So, for executive producer Jim Alsman, associate principal and athletic director, and all-around good luck charm Dennis Reardon, head football coach Ray Junta, game clock operator Frank Rufo, statistician Sam Snyderman, Greg Pecka, our halftime show host and contributor, engineer and producer Josh Kippel, commentator Dave Feldman. I'm Bob Urban. We will see you back here at Harvey Stadium in three weeks. But once again, tune in. For Garnet Valley, covered by Josh and Dave, we'll see you then. The Tigers Radio Network thanks you for listening to this presentation of Marple Newtown Football on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next broadcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, October 15th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Green Raiders of Ridley High School. Kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Garnet Valley High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, October 1st in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Josh Kippel and Dave Feldman of the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com and IOTheTigersBlog.com. Until then, for Bob Herp Herpin, Dave Feldman, Josh Kippel, and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Alsman, wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium, and go Tigers! If you want to be a movie.